Network Podcast. My name's Dave Swillam. Let's get ready to hustle. Hey, and welcome back to the Waking Up From Work podcast. Today is episode 71 of the podcast. This is your host, Dave Swillam. Really happy to have you there, here. Really happy to have you here and there, I guess. So if you are just jumping into this podcast, this is where we get to work, making work a passion, living full-time. So we're about the creative entrepreneur, creative small business, and creative full-time living. Uh, I, myself, am an audio engineer musician, but we have people from mixed backgrounds, all sorts of businesses and creatives on the show here to talk to them, learn from them, hear their stories, and uh, also some solo episodes in there to just go over points that I learned along my way, kind of telling to uh, five years ago me, see if I can help out anyone out there. So thank you guys who are just joining on for the first time. Really happy to have you here and hope to uh, keep hanging out with you. Thank you. Thank you to everyone that's hung out for a long time. You guys are awesome. If you want to hang out with us live at Dave Wake Up on Instagram every Thursday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern, we're actually shooting these podcasts live and you can hang out with us and chat in real time. A lot of you have been, have been uh, really engaging on there and it's been awesome to hang out with you and get to know you more on and off the show. If you want to support this podcast, we don't do ads and things like that, but we do pay an overhead to have the website and the podcast up and running. We have shirts for sale that we just started making about two weeks ago. Simon, my boy, he's been on the show a couple times here, works down at the Skinny Armadillo. They're making these shirts to order. So every shirt that you order is supporting a small business that is making these shirts, also supporting me in this podcast by helping us pay the bills to keep the lights on here. If you want to be supportive in a completely free way, just sharing this, honestly, just staying tuned and listening so that this continues to grow. All of that is is really awesome. And uh, leaving a review, I'm going to read one here real quick because this is a recent one from about two weeks ago. Uh, Novik KP, five-star review. The way the host interacts with their guests is incredible. So comfortable and insightful. If you are a creative looking to get inspired, look no further. Thank you, Novik KP. I really appreciate that feedback because I just kind of do my thing usually grab a beer and pop it open and uh, hope for the best. So uh, I think that I've spent a lot of time doing this all the way up to 71 here, but you know, I'm, I'm always looking for that feedback because it's not something that I really know on me. So thank you. I'm glad that you're enjoying it. Really appreciate that review. Anyone that wants to leave a review, I'm probably going to read it on here and uh, I really appreciate it. Okay. So enough of, uh, enough of that. Uh, been really busy recently and going to start getting you guys more in the loop of what I'm up to, but I'm, I'm in the search right now of looking for a property to go start my own creative space uh, on my own entirely. So it looks like we're most likely going to end up in Maine here, but I'm not going to call it until uh, it happens. But we're working on finding a space, Meg and I, right now, and uh, I will keep you guys posted with content to show you what that is, what it looks like, and what that means for you to be a part of later on in life here. So that's exciting, but it's definitely keeping me up at night and keeping me on the move. 
So if you uh, don't hear from me every bit, you know, every once in a while, that means that I'm I'm just up to this and all the other things in life. But uh, let's get to what today's episode is on. So today, once again, episode 71. Today we hung out with Mike of Dirkish Delights. So he always goes by uh, that handle, like pretty much with everything. So you'll hear me mention him and put in the show notes Dirkish Delights because he really sticks to it. His name is Mike, though. He's from New Hampshire. I think he lives in like the Alton Bay area. Uh, Bunch of different things again, like a lot of creatives on the show. He does music. His main things are digital art and murals right now. I think murals was like somewhat new, but not really. And it's really heating up for him a lot because he's done a lot of really cool murals around New Hampshire. I've been seeing in some other places too. So he does a big mix of things. And this episode is also a mix of things. So we talk through some mindset stuff. We talk about kind of the early stages, enjoying the process. We talk about, you know, networking quite a bit. He's really good at networking through Instagram and TikTok and social and uh, I've been doing a lot of that. You probably heard throughout the show, meeting people, meeting you guys on Instagram, meeting people on LinkedIn and all these other places. So I'm really a big fan of it. And we talk about that a little bit. Also talk about how artists in nature create cyclical problems to solve and especially entrepreneurs and business owners. I feel that even if you don't realize it now, we probably all do that. And uh, the sooner you realize it, the easier it is for you to kind of enjoy that or accept it. But a lot of different things in here. And we definitely touch in some of the mediums that he does uh, with this graphic design, this digital art. And it's very interesting how he does some things in his art to network. We'll get into that though. I'm not going to spoil that one the episode. Come hang out, come grab a beer, then come hang out with us every Thursday night. We're happy to have you. Welcome. So welcome back to the Waking Up From Work podcast. This is episode 71. I find like a different spot to break that up every time. And I don't think that anyone out there actually like benefits from it. But like for for me, it it really gives me some self-worth. So um, (laughs) welcome to 71 of the episode, guys. Um, Really uh, uh, good to have a guest back on. Last week was a solo episode really, really quick. So I kind of pepper those back and forth with hanging out with people. Tonight, good mix of things that you do Mike, but uh, if you don't know him, we've got Dirkish Delights on here. Mike Dirkish, aka Durky, aka I don't know. I heard the list on like some Durkin other podcast. Dirkenstock, Dirkenstock, Dirkaset. Okay, <laughs> there's there's so many. It's 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 silly. It's really really a, an ever an ever developing thing. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, I was blessed by my parents with that, so that's good. <laughs> But yeah, so, I go by Dirkish Delights. You can call me Mike or whatever. Welcome, man. Thank, dude, thanks for, <laughs> for being on, man. It's a pleasure. Good conversation for, already, man. For those of you that, uh, that don't know Dirkish Delights, uh, I actually found him through the Creative Guts people. Uh, they oh, had interviewed you, and uh, I had both of them on here. Yeah, and like then a while back. I feel like, did Sarah link us up through a message? Or was it Laura? Mm, well, I know Laura from college and she knows Sarah. So maybe Sarah did, but yeah, yeah, Sarah did. Yeah, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. We yeah. had like a group message come together of like being like, hey, you guys should hang out. And then <laughs> we talked like rapid fire for like an hour on DMs on Instagram. And then both of yeah. us went, I said it earlier, we went into the wilderness and we like, <laughs> we're just like, oh, we're busy creatives doing shit. Well, 
And did like, like COVID nineteen happen? Was that the case? No. Was it be, are we from? Are, yeah, that wasn't pre COVID. That was after no, COVID. No, we were hanging in COVID world, and like, oh my god, everything melded together. You know, everything is of, one thing. All of this year oh, yeah. is one thing that's happening. Yeah. Seems like a month and a day and like six months at the same time. I don't know what's what. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's really been nuts. I've been, yeah. yeah, I've like, I have a schedule, but even the way that my day job and my creative job work, like I kind of don't have a schedule too. So it's yeah. really just like a, it's like a stream of consciousness, honestly. It's like, <laughs> just like straight up. Cause like I work my side hustle on the weekends too. And then, yeah. so it's just kind of all is like, what is the thing that I'm doing today? Really? Yeah. That's really What's what it's come down to. First of the, yeah. Weird, dude. Yeah. yeah, I'm similar like that, where like my my day job has a pretty set schedule. But then other than that, I'm constantly doing creative stuff. And then COVID, like just the whole quarantine and everything, totally messed up my sleep schedule. So really? now I'm like, oh, I'm all over the place. It's a... It's awful, but it, it's also like, it's kind of exciting because it'll be like 3am and I'll get like some inspiration and I'll be like, Oh my God, I'm going to make this. But then you have to go to work at like, you know, wake up at seven or whatever. Oh, so you kind of shoot yourself in, the, in your foot, but you know, YOLO is the kid saying, right? <laughs> I haven't heard any kids say it in so long, dude, but I still say it on occasions I'm, like I'm this. catching up. You get to have it. <laughs> Dude, no, but, but that it's it's such a trip. Like I, I feel like I'm in this point right now where I'm like it's like constant things coming up and constant kind of inspiration happening. So that happens. And I guess that's what I want to happen is eventually for my creative stuff to just like they're not to be a place for a full time job where like yes. creative stuff just takes over. And I'm kind of seeing a little glimpse of that now, some bigger projects that I'm taking on. And it scares the shit out of me. <laughs> that's that's awesome, though. Yeah, I know. That's I know. perfect. It's, a good, it's, it's a good problem to have, for sure. But I, I talked to this uh, other muralist. So I'm doing murals and graphics right now, or graphic art, whatever you want to call it. And I talked to this other muralist who gave me some really cool advice about, like, when he transitioned from having, like, the full time with his family and, you know, moving into doing full-time creative work, murals and commissions and yeah. friends of barbershops. Uh, you can find him on Instagram. He's Ryan Writes on Things. He's incredible. He's based out of Portland, Maine. No but way, dude. I'm like yeah, moving, uh, I'm moving closer up to there, but that's cool. Portland's the jam. Just going to let you know. It is awesome. So, so if his advice that I thought was so brilliant was, and I'm going to butcher what he said, but he was basically like, this is what somebody told me when I was kind of <laughs> moving from, you know, uh, nine to five to full-time creative. And they were basically just like, you know, enjoy this right now because that will never happen again. You'll never go through this like hardcore figuring it out and like landing all of these gigs and that sort of thing. Like really try to step back and enjoy it. I feel like that's like good advice for a lot of parts of life, but I just didn't apply that to it. And so that kind of helped me out, but it's just crazy not knowing what your path is going to be. You know, right. life gives you like two paths and then like people like you and I are like, well, there's a tree over there, but it's all grass to get there. Well, screw it. Let's go anyways. You know? Right. Right. I asked that like, like constantly, dude, like I'm sure that you have this too, where like a lot of times you like, 
you do something where it's like the 3 a.m. and then you're up at 7 and you're like, <laughs> am I making the right choice? Like, like yes. is it is it actually the better choice to be the person that's like numb at what they're doing, but like they do legitimately have like a regular steady life that they just do the thing? Yeah. Is that like I think about it all the time and like unfortunately or fortunately, like I know that like I could try and go do that with all my power and I will indefinitely end up fucking back right here again. Cause I'll just will do that. I'll like, I'll find some way like subliminally to like destroy it and like blow it apart and make it like not work and then be right back here again. Cause I'm just like self-destructive so in nature. Oh my but God. Yeah. I think about yeah. it sometimes, man. I'm like, I'm like, is this really worth it when you do shit like that? Where you're like, Hey, like, like yesterday I was up at like 6 a.m. and I went to bed yeah. at like 1 or 2 a.m. and I had lunch and dinner while I was at places <laughs> doing things and I was in three different states in six different cities and it right? sucked. And I was like, yeah. this is absolutely trash. Trash City yeah. Express. Like, but like that's not how people <laughs> should like live. Like it makes me think of like golf podcast where they're like yeah back in the days in like 92 like we were just like state to state like you're saying and then like sleeping here and doing this and then like there's no linear direction to it it's just going where the hustle is yeah 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 man i know all about it (laughs) but you know and, and you talked about right so you talked about how if it's like the right thing and that sort of thing and i i think there's no real right or wrong And at the end of the day, like I think about like if I'm like hopefully like in my 90s on my deathbed, I don't want somebody to be able to be like, what did you regret? And I'm like, well, I really wanted to pursue like creative shit, but I didn't because I was too scared or I just like I didn't think it would work. But the struggle is like those voices are in your head all the time. Right. But I always try to think ahead to like I'm going to be old with like wrinkly skin and like look like I'm melting someday my tattoo sleeve is going to be like really questionable it's going to be a lot of different things dude (laughs) yeah 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 so i don't know that's what gets me through and like validates making hard decisions also i have the most supportive wife throughout all of this so that really helps very important friends and family and all that yeah that's important man well so like before we totally spin out here because like we are gonna just chat it up like i just can tell do you want to tell yeah. people who don't know you like <laughs> what what's Turkish delights like what do you you kind of already gave us bits and pieces but like what uh what do people need to know about like what do you do man you said murals yeah i know yeah, lots of pieces. Uh, so in terms of the content that i put out um i, I put out digital art so the digital art that i make uh is uh, sourced from a lot of the books that are behind me. I have like a big vintage book collection. So I use a lot of imagery from that and kind of chop it up, make sort of digital collages. I could, I don't think I can move this rig right here, but I have a couple big freaking things over here that I'm putting in this gallery esque space that I don't know if I can talk about yet, but, um, cool. here, wait, can I show you? Oh yeah, I can. Yeah, this is, so I have this big giant thing. That's a digital print that I printed out and then like cut out the pieces. And so I do stuff like that. And I do a lot of content on like Instagram story and TikTok. I love that way of engaging with the audience and, you know, showing the process behind stuff like that. And then also uh, the mural work that I do. So I've done a couple now and I'm getting more into that. And I've had all of these, I think I have like 
four, maybe five. I've, like five, one's really small. But like, let's say four pretty good opportunities for other mural work happening right now. And that's what I'm kind of focusing on, I guess. <laughs> Try, trying to figure it, all out as, figure it all out as I go. And I just try to go where like my values align and, you know, the money's right. Also, you got to try to make some income off of it, you know. Yep. And that's been good. Oh, and I do stickers and t-shirts. So I have like an online shop. That's another little avenue of creativity, which I love doing because like a lot of the stuff that I post in there, like a sticker will be like an adaptation from a piece of art that I made that works better as a sticker or something or a t-shirt. And um, yeah, so that's the, that's the work that I make. That's what I do. That's me. And I'm I I don't know, like personal stuff. I'm 35. I live in New Hampshire. I have a big old collection of books, play the guitar a little bit. I well, have, that's uh, good two, stuff. I have two kids, yeah. So life life is pretty good, man. That's awesome, man. That's definitely good to hear. A little bit of optimism. <laughs> you gotta be. Right? You gotta you gotta think of that ninety year old shriveled peanut of yourself or raisin of yourself. Floppy yeah, but you said floppy too. It's both floppy. Floppy. Like, Flop flapping in the wind. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Zachary <laughs> For James. For some reason frozen. have it. Zachary yeah. James, he was on the show, man. He's a photographer. He took oh, my cool. band shots. Yeah, Sweet. dude, I've I've uh I've shouted you out a couple times when I was leading up to this or talking to the creative guts or like I don't know who I was talking to, but it was saying like when I saw your work, it was like so my style of oh, um, thank you. I was like I was like I'm definitely gonna have to pay this guy to do like a band shirt for me sometime or like a Love an album cover shirts. or like. So, something i don't know man like i yeah. just love it like it, i can't it's, wait to club it's super um i don't know how to explain it but i i personally i always have loved not like uh not saying that yours is a style but like i've always loved that very like 20th century like ultra um like almost like abstract but it's a little bit more pieced together than yeah, than yeah. total abstract like you don't have yeah. to like have no understanding of of uh, you don't have to put together every shape and understanding of what's happening. It's yeah, like, there's enough yeah, there yeah, that yeah. it's like, you're like, I know that this means like music or sound, but like, <laughs> what, what are we trying yeah, to get yeah. to? I get like, a little bit of that thing from is hearing people's different uh, shots at like what something means. And I just love that. Like I, I try to make stuff that like seems not seems to, but like definitely appears to have a dialogue to it or some sort of backstory, maybe little references, but I love that people can just make up their own shit and reassociate it with whatever, you know, it's like when you hear a song, like I I think of this time when I was like 12 years old, my uncle Jack was like, you know, there's going to be songs that you'll hear when you're 35. Right. And it'll take you back to when you were like 15 and you'll have this whole story behind it. And like, that'll happen with images too. You know, something in a piece that I make might remind somebody of like their puppy when they were two or their grandma's meatballs. I don't know, but, (laughs) but you get the point. Like I I like to allow the audience and be open to it for people to like create their own dialogue. I love that. Yeah. I mean, that's like half the, well, that's probably, probably most of the full reason, but like, the reason why we're creative is like, we need to share it. Like you have to share your creative or else it's like, 
I don't know. You're wasting do you, it. Don't do, you know do that. Any, do you know any monsters that like straight up only create and never release it? I've not, I've um, not uh, meant not. Uh, there's they, some documentary on like Vice oh. or something about some artist that they discovered after he died and his kids like found all his paintings. Straight up shit with no one in the world. In it, but he was like a recluse. Uh, there's no way I can think of finding it. But like, yeah, well, I'm sure there's people who just don't like to share their shit. And like, I feel like it's your responsibility as a creator to put your stuff out there, assuming that it's out there or that you're putting it out there for the better of other people. Like you have to think about your audience and try to make something that will evoke some sort of emotion or make people think, or, you know, it's got to be some sort of function. Right. I think it's got to do something. You have to have value. <laughs> um, off of your point of like really wanting to each person to react to it based off of their own, bias and life story of like how they're going to see it. Cause they lived a different life than you, but yeah. you're still sharing that as a way for them to link up on it. And I think yeah. that that is the same way that I feel when I, and, and as an artist writing a song, like I, when I write a song, some of the lyrics <laughs> yeah. that I do, I'm always like a very blunt storyteller. I'm like, this is the thing that happened that night. Like this is what yeah. happened. And then yeah. I'm very like blunt to it, but I like to write the lyrics in a way that are vague enough about the story that someone could be like, Maybe I didn't like <laughs> literally go to the hospital at 2 a.m. for stitches because I hit myself in the head with a microphone on the 4th of July. But yeah. <laughs> that time when Joe or whatever did this thing, that was kind of yeah. ridiculous. That like give them something to like they can rem they can get reminded or nostalgic or like think yeah. about some other thing yeah. that's still like their life. And I love that idea about like nostalgia. I think that's really great. I try to I think I've described my work as like and I think a lot of. I, I think maybe nostalgic is thrown around a bit, but like kind of like modern abstract and nostalgic. And that's from, I, you know, the images that I use because it's all these old ass books, but like, cause that, I don't know, everybody loves nostalgia. It like makes you feel warm and fuzzy. And I love that. <laughs> that's cool, man. Yeah. No, I, I, and it makes it uh, a different meaning, just like all the hip hop artists that use like recycled, like jazz music to make a beat or like to make like the, uh, what is it called? Like doo wop or like, I'm going to embarrass myself. I don't remember what it's called. Fetty, oh. Fetty wop or something like you, <laughs> you use like the Fetty. jazz beats, but, um, oh, okay. okay. I don't know. You like use something old to like, to well, bring new so again. Much like Everything's like cyclical. That, like, yeah. So much of like the early nineties, like, I don't know, like tribe called quest and all that stuff. Like that took a lot of, samples from jazz music and but yeah i love that like repurposing like i've always loved that about hip-hop music i remember being like really young and hearing people like criticize it like they're just stealing the music which whatever um yeah. but it's i don't know write your own music like, there's write no your rules, own music but you are you're like just using something that's already there nothing's original and i don't know and for me like if somebody sampled my stuff like i make a little bit of music but even like my art like as long as it's not like a direct steal then that's all good man I, i'm i'm thrilled i would be so, so pumped if someone sampled my music to make other music i'd be like that's awesome and i'd share the shit out of it yeah i see that a lot on tiktok now people will post like a couple guitar licks and the, you know, the text on the thing will be like, yo, hip hop artist, sample this in your song or like whoever, like do a collab, like play your guitar to this and do edit. I love that. I love that sort of connection that you're able to have. And it could be somebody uh, in Egypt or somebody in China 
and you're connected with them. Like that's, that's so cool. The greatest. It's such a great use of technology. Yeah. So like oh, Mona Essence, I got to say, I got to shout out Lorenical Vibes and Mona over here. Uh, Mona is an amazing photographer. You got to check out his stuff. Him and I actually did a uh, collab together. There's this piece that we did. I don't even have one here, I don't think. But there's this great piece that we collabed on. We, he took this photo of just this really dynamic looking old man with a big puffy beard and a kind of cute little hat. And I did some text and like added all his color to it. Mona's great. You got to check out his work. Great photographer. That's all I got to say about that. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Amazing piece. And we made stickers out of it. Mona, great guy. can you uh, like direct message me after the show or go to waking up and email me and send me like a link to your stuff and I'll pop it in this episode show notes so people can check it out. Wait. Do it up. Cause I, I, that's the only way I'll remember. I'm not, this thing will, I'll be lost <laughs> I, in the woods. You'll, you'll know, you'll know you've made it when you you have a podcast where you have somebody doing all that for you. <laughs> I like, know. I was, oh my God. I need one. I need it. Now, dude. I've seen it where like, there's somebody just Googling stuff for them and like, they'll start talking about like bread making or whatever. And then all of a sudden they'll have like a computer computer in front of them and their directors just like looking stuff up and they're like, no, no, go up in the page, go up. Like that's, that's the ultimate. I want that so bad. I, I have a podcast, but I would love that dude. There's a lot of work right. that goes into this, but yep. It's worth it, man. Oh, yeah. I have fun on here. Yeah. So like circling back, because I think I took you away from what you were saying, because I just wanted people to have context and like know who you were, knew what was going on. I want to get back into what you were saying. That person, uh, it was like a, a mentor or someone like that, that was doing what you were doing full time, had said back to you, say, hey, enjoy this time right now, yeah. basically. Like what, what do you want to expand on that? Like what, what are they trying to say about that? Like what people, me, like me and you, I feel like are in very similar stage in some in some facet of like we're both yeah. working a day job working a side hustle but like really on our way to being in that in that uh that ship full time i would say every you know? day is closer with like all these projects that i like i have coming in and i'm sure you have coming in yeah where uh for me right now it's getting to oh so the person who said that let's let's say that first uh, he's a graffiti artist from Portland. His name is Ryan writes on things. I've never met him in my life. We just connected through IG. I saw some of his work and he's incredible. Uh, so he was saying something along the lines of when you're going through this moment and you should enjoy every moment, whatever, but when you're going through this sort of transitional phase of being somebody who does something for a hobby or just like a little passion, maybe you post or whatever, when you go through that phase where you're maybe you're running an online shop, maybe you're getting way bigger gigs than you were before in terms of money and exposure and that stuff is all great. And you're putting in the time, like enjoy this time because this is like, I feel like it's like when I look back on when my kids were young or when my wife and I got first married, craziest, hardest times but you knew in your gut you were going to get there and that you wouldn't stop anything to get there. Even if it didn't work, you're not going to stop. So right. I think it's that idea of stop for a second, step the hell back and observe what's going on and appreciate the good things. 
it like I'm so I'm super into Buddhism, right? And with Buddhism, like one of the biggest things is like, yeah, life sucks basically. Not fully, but like there are challenges. They always talk about like in life there are challenges. And you know, so you just kind of expect that. So that's always gonna be there. It doesn't matter what route you go. So enjoy the time that you're having right now in that sort of transitional phase where it's a lot harder. There's a lot more sacrifices, but things are looking up and you can, you have this little glimpse of like, you could be doing this full time if you kept trying and kept at it. That's what he meant. I think, I hope. (laughs) That sounds right. It's hard to do. It's like, it almost took me like enough time in this process of getting closer and closer to like learn that because in the very beginning, I feel like, like when we were just talking about COVID, like, oh my God, time just felt like it was like all one thing. I feel like I realized in this process while I went along, I was like, holy shit, I'm like not stopping at all. And I like am, I am getting shit done, but like, I feel like I'm going to get the shit done anyway. But like, I just, I didn't waste (laughs) a couple of years, but like I burnt up some years because like I would only hustle and not ever take a second. and like. My wife, she's like that. That was like the hidden foot in the room. But yeah. she'll tell me. She'll tell me all the time because, like, I, it's like almost cyclical for me, where I'll just be like, "I'm not getting anything done. I'm fucking disaster. Yeah. Like, this is not working. I'm not going to get there." Blah, blah blah. And she'll be like, "You did this, 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 this." And it's like you don't see it because like you're in it, and you don't yes. see it because you get to the mountain and then you can see the next mountains up there, yeah. but you couldn't see them from down there. <laughs> oh but it's like God. always yeah. like constantly like that, and like. It's it's that part of you that makes you do well to do that. Like it's not yeah. a bad piece of you to to create that energy to make you do those things, but it's almost like you really have to get self-aware in that process, which is what I I feel like I got more of. I'm better about it. I'm at least yeah. good enough that I can catch myself when I'm starting point. to go that way and yeah. be like, "Hold on a second. <laughs> this weekend <laughs> this you're going to go <laughs> camping this weekend or you're going to go fucking waste the night and go do something whatever like literally something that doesn't matter like find the thing that matters the least to the planet ever like the most wasteful stupid (laughs) wasteful thing and watch like charlie brown christmas or something (laughs) just allow yourself to do that tiger king or something (laughs) that happened it did happen and then i wrote like a um i wrote like a uh a spoof about like some of this shit that's been happening with COVID and I referenced Tiger King in it and it was a smash right. song and that did happen. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, Ash dude, mouth. it's, it's Love like, y- I, I finally feel like I, I'm not good about it all the time, but I at least have learned that lesson that he was saying where I was like, I am well on my way to getting that thing to happen, but it's like, I still have mm-hmm. more time to, to go. And if in an, all that time, I'm not enjoying anything, then it's like, I don't know, man. I think if any of us have learned anything about the times right now, it's just like, we don't really actually ever know what is going to happen or oh, where yeah. we're going to end up or what the hell is yeah. happening. So it's, you, yeah, I know. you People can't are just, like, it could end can't. tomorrow. And like, I feel like we're at a point in city where like, it could end tomorrow. Like I, I, I think knows, we all felt a little bit like the world was ending. I mean, it, it hasn't, I guess, but like, yeah, you don't know what's going to come up and, you just don't know. I always think of like, you don't know what doors will lead to what, like just with like networking and stuff like that. I think that's something that I've discovered is like the value and just like messaging people and having really genuine conversation and 
caring about others, that sort of thing. It just seems to lead to expanding yourself creatively and just being happier. I try to just make happiness like the main focus. And that comes, that comes with responsibilities too, right? Like, uh, you know, I, I, I am happy when I'm taking care of responsibilities, like when I pay my mortgage every month or when I, you know, you know, my, my kids impress me or something and I'm, I'm really like proud of them, that sort of thing. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like simpler than we make it sometimes of like, you don't have to achieve this mountain thing. Like you should enjoy every piece of thing that does bring happiness, but like obviously still go towards other things that will bring you more happiness. Like there's no reason to not pursue them, but yeah. Yeah. I love what you said about how your girl will be like, but you've done this, this, and this. And yeah. Cause I, I, I immediately have that moment all the time. Yeah. And I look back on like achievements and stuff and I'm like, well, that's who cares? That's not even a big deal. Anymore. <laughs> like, but at the time I was like, oh my God, I got this opportunity to like do a logo for whatever, you know? Yeah. It's so, so easy it's like to get jaded on it mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. be like, like, what about the first time that I ever got paid to do audio for a band? And it was like $50. And I was like, like, what? That could happen, you know? It's like a 17 hour day. I could make two, you know? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> oh my God. But like, you don't appreciate yeah. the same way when you've been doing it. And, and, and uh, I, I think there's, that's definitely like an important uh, thing. And, and, and once again, it's just, it's hard to do. Like, if you, if you feel like you do, see this or like like you're probably doing this like take a minute and just like it, it, it's so hard to see because you're inside something there's not you're not able to like look at anything like it's like when you're too close to a uh an image to define what it is like you're all, like a mural you know <laughs> and you're like this close and you're like in reality, what is it? the rest of the story is over here yeah like, this is horrible it's just this brown is- and pink <laughs> it's like no dude Oh my God. I I could not agree anymore. There's so many times where like I express the same sort of worry to my wife and she's like, think about where you were like a year ago. You're a completely different person. Like you built a body of work. You like blah, blah, blah. Right. But yeah. And that's another thing. Like I think as a creative person, you, it's like imperative to have somebody have some sort of a support system. Yeah. Somebody cheering you on is so damn important. Luckily, I feel like I have a lot of people who are cheering me on. So that's that's the thing that I've learned too. And also, like the more stuff you do, the more, yeah. So like the more you engage with your audience and you make stuff to hopefully please them, but align with your values and make you happy and you want to do it, all that, like that it just keeps kind of coming back. I feel like uh Chris Rock had this this quote, or he had this story that he told, right? So he's like, people, oh, what was it? It was something about like breaking down and, oh yeah, yeah. He, he said back in the day, like when I was traveling around, like a comedian, like I was talking about before, I remember I broke down a couple of times and the times where I broke down and I was just like standing there, like waving, like asking for help, people would not stop. And then what he did was he put his car in neutral and he started rolling it down the street and waving back and trying to ask for help. So it's like people like to see you making an effort and trying. I think that kind of translates back to that or is analogous of that. 
And I always think of that as like the more that you can put out there and the more you can engage, it just feeds right the hell back to you. And I, like, I am a witness of it. Like I've just seen it happen for me. Do you feel that way? What do you think? In terms of like people seeing you trying, then more forces will run with you essentially. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. Definitely. I, I think that, um, I think that it's a couple different things. I think that there is a piece of it for like people want to root for, they want to root for something like you have to, you have to project like what it is that you're trying to do. And even if you're like failing at it, people like still like, if they see like, they almost like check back in. They're like, Oh shit. He's still pushing the car. No shit. Like he's still pushing that for real. Oh wow. Like he got out of college. It's been like six years. Like I have a yacht, but he's pushing that. Really? Fuck, dude. Yeah. That's far. Yeah. I didn't realize he People lived that like far from there. That. They yeah, want to, they like want to see it. And they want to see it, man. They want to see yeah. that. And they, and then I think that it adds a little bit more of like, a. I, it's like, I think for you, mm-hmm. you projecting what it is that you're trying to do. I like, I've talked about this a bunch. So sorry for people that have been listening and we're like, but I'm like really about it lately is like projecting okay. what you want to do with like a burning passion. I like read it in a, in a book recently your subliminal mind is always there to try to figure out like what it's supposed to do for you, like what it's supposed to do for, for figuring things out. And it's like, if you're like every day, you're like, I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to do this thing. I'm, and you're just like, like, it's like ridiculous. People are like, dude, shut up. You're always saying it. Your subliminal mind is trying to figure out how to do that. Like when they're yep. like, when they're, they're trying to figure out how do we create flight for humankind? They're just constant. They're like, I don't know how it's going to happen, but like, like there are things that can fly. Like ev- we're going to, fl- there's going to be something that allows us to fly and they continually, yep. and there's subliminal, so your subliminal mind is working for you to try to figure out how do we fucking do that? Like yep. this thing is yep. telling us that I have to do it. It's telling I have to survive. It's saying that I have to eat or whatever. It's figuring out things of like, how do we make that happen? So I think that's yeah. one thing of like how do how do you yourself manifest it because you are so deadened on it that like you're making it basically come out and happen. But I also think that it is like well, a rooting training thing. your brain. It's it's like it's like creating any habit and it's creating this thing in your head that's like I, I like we were saying it's like fight and flight. It's just like it's kind of happened behind you. You're, it's like you have this little like magnet on you because you've trained the magnet to like go in this direction. Yeah, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree with that. That's true. It's like, uh, you know, it's like exercise, right? So if you if you start training yourself, you run four days in a row, and then you take a day off, like you're gonna feel like, ah, oh, shit, I I should have ran. You start doing that months and years and whatever. I love that though. That's um, it, it's it's weird that like your subconscious does that, and I feel like now that you've said that, like I, I'm becoming more aware of like times that that's happened. Yeah. That's a trip. What book was that? Uh, Think and Grow Rich. Think and, and it's Grow a, it's Rich. A, it's, a, it's an assistant of Andrew Carnegie who wrote a book from him and then like 500 of a, like the people that they name drop in there, they're these yeah. people that started monk, uh, companies that are just absolutely monster companies that own everything in our country. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Like JP Morgan, JF Schwab, and like all these other crazy companies. But yeah. He talks the whole time and and it's always like about it's it's always about um like how these people basically did those things and like every one of them it was it was just, and even his own story was about like how he wanted his son to have hearing and he was a deaf he was born deaf 
And he was like, he's going to somehow do like be able to converse with people and do all these things, even without technology at that time. This is way later. And he's like, he just talks about that through kind of the whole book. And I don't even listen to it to try. I'm not trying to get rich, but I just wanted to know, like, what do some of these people do to like do these ridiculous things? And a lot of it came out of that. And then the same thing that you said with networking, where I feel like the curtain got revealed a little bit to me when I started like actually networking for real later on Uh in my life, because Uh it's, it's, it's almost like when you're trying to network for network sake only, it doesn't work. But like when you (laughs) actually get good at networking, because like that is now who you are, then it's really getting things out. There's like, I feel like when you do it with like intention, like that's I, like I find that I'm connecting with people all over like the state or this part of the country because I'm like purposefully going out and finding like maybe like new businesses that, you know, could possibly need art or like these different brands whose, you know, values that I align with. And then I'll message them with the intention of building some sort of rapport and like relationship, yeah. kind of get to know them. Like, who knows? They could be jerks and I wouldn't want to talk to them, but you gotta like, you gotta poke in, you know, and you can do that now from your phone, like so easily, which like just networking on Instagram for me has like just changed like my online shop. It's changed the, my audience and everything. It changed my perception wild. of like, what was like kosher or not for networking too with yeah. Instagram DM, because like, you just heard like the stigma of like, don't, um, you know, it's not a real relationship. You can't really, do you know how many yeah. people I've met through there, dude? And like, including oh yourself, God. we met through Instagram and then like, I'm sure we'll stay connected, but yep. I meet people on there probably more than I do, especially these days in person. And then they become like amazing <laughs> yeah. relationships oh, yeah. because you just yeah. talk about stuff and you're like, Whoa, we like align on the same shit. And you're like, yeah. All right, cool. You want to just keep talking about things? Like, yeah. It's wild. Yeah. There's so many people out there that you can, find and have some sort of a bond with did you ever hear of the project that i did it's one sec it's this since you're a creative guts person i don't know which ones belong to which so it was on the cover of their latest zine right so this piece right here which i love it's one of my favorite pieces so that came out of this connection with this completely random person uh and the way that i did that they actually are you familiar with that before i I am a little bit. I didn't go through all, all right. of it, though. Yeah. That book. So that image was conjured up from me using this technique that I use a lot in combination with, like, the old books, right? Is I just get onto Google Earth and I zoom, 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 zoom randomly. And I try to make a connection with the person. It could be at, like, a business. And then I find their Instagram page and I start chatting with them. So this is just some dude out in, like, Chile, I believe. And... So I found him and he runs like this tourist company and has all these great photos or tourism company. He has what? all these great photos on his Instagram. Yeah. And we like chat like a couple of times a week. Actually, I haven't called him. What do you even like say a on, so. on a kicker like that? You're like, Hey man, I was like checking you out on Google earth. Um, uh, I was so like peering into your shop. Up. Yeah. I I've done this like handfuls of times and it rarely works, but I usually open it up and I'm like, Hey, I'm a, I'm a graphic artist from New Hampshire in the United States. I do this thing where I zoom into Google Earth and find random people. Do you want to collaborate? 
And then oh like, God. they usually don't say anything. And then I'll message them back and I'll be like, Hey, like hoping to hear back from you. I really love your photos. I try to make a comment on something like that connects to them. Yeah. Uh, it's worked really well twice. This was the best time that it worked. Um, like we've had like hours and hours of conversation before, just like kind of spilling guts to each other. Like it's a trip. Roberto Legovini, one of my best buddies from Chile. Now <laughs> That's I got a nuts, message man. him. I haven't talked to him in like a week, but yeah. And so, so he collaborated the, with you on that. Yeah. So you'll see like his photo. There's a couple of his photos in this. There's a building and I superimposed the people up on top. And then the mountains, I think, are from somewhere else. Oh, and he told me this crazy story about this photo where, like, they were, like, locked down and they lost power in this, like, wicked freaking cold place in Chile. I didn't know Chile could get cold, but. um, Wow. But, yeah, so to the whole point of, I get excited about that, right? But it's just the point of, like, networking can happen anywhere. And there's so many weird little opportunities that just, I think that's why I do the Google Earth thing because it just like fascinates the hell out of me. That that's you can so find, cool. right? Like you can find love and you can find connection almost anywhere. Yet, like I don't really talk to my neighbors. Like, yeah. What's up with that? <laughs> I, you're like on Google Earth, like walking by them. You're like, don't look at me. You're like actively, <laughs> you're like, like, I'm talking to this guy in Chile. Like, yeah. Get yeah. out of here, Bob. I don't care yeah. what you do with your shrubs. <laughs> yeah Dude, no, I, get I straight it, up like i only know like a few of my neighbors it's so funny to think about but you know stuff like that like connecting with more people and having like just shit conversations like this it's just like reinvigorating and it keeps you going and like when something amazing happens whether it's conversation or collaboration or i don't know any little relationship you make that just like is fuel for the fire. I think it's like, it's like when I've done teaching jobs, like in a past life, I was a teacher. I remember the feeling that I was like, Oh my God, I love this. It was when this kid came up to me and he was like, Mike teacher, I learned da, 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 how to say this. And I was like, Holy shit. I taught you that. Yeah. Whoa. It was like the same sort of just like, Whoa, if I poke in here, something pokes out over here. Whoa. Like it's, it's like incredible. Um, yeah. Right, it's like the same way with that networking thing where you're like, wow, if I just hit up people randomly, then like sometimes we do link up and then like that would have never happened if I didn't do that. And like that's yeah. crazy. It's like and the you little have to butterfly go into effect. It with like genuine conversation. Like I think that's the big piece of that that I think I should drive home is like just randomly like you know, like when you get messages from like maybe other creative people are like I always get it from like rappers. Yes. Where what is spamming, that? Spamming, like spamming up. Yeah. I had a motorcycle. I'm like, I'm like right next to the street. Okay. So yeah, yeah, when people like spam and it's like, even somebody who's not like tons of followers or whatever, like I knew this guy who would do this and he'd just like ask you to go and like, like his stuff. And it was like one big copy and pasted thing. And there was no like value to it. I just felt like, dude, like, make a connection with somebody like that's going to lead to more opportunities than you spamming. Like you can spam 500 people or make five really good connections. I guarantee the five really good connections are going to go way better. And people are going to have way more respect for you. You're going to have a better time. They're going to have a better time. Again, I, I know that from experience. It's just the way it is, man. It's just human nature. I think. Great way to put it. It is. People, people just like, 
if you get spammed, it feels like a commercial. You reject it and you're like, I can't, like, you, like, don't see it. You're like, all right, delete. Like, let me get that out of there. If someone hits you up and they're yeah. like, hey, Dirkish Delights, I really dig your mural, dude. Like, that came out really good. And then it's like, you're going to answer that. But yeah, of course. You're going to answer it and then talk about it. And then you're like, cool, right on. Well, like, this is kind of out of the blue. Like, like that happens on this podcast. Like, thank you to everyone out there that ever interacts with me on here. Like, the people hanging out tonight, like, you're fucking awesome. Yeah. Like, I love this shit, too, because yeah. people will say stuff on here. But, like, a lot of times afterwards, like, people will DM me and uh, and talk afterwards. And it's like, if they say anything about the show, like, blah, 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 like, totally agree with this thing or like i I, like what do you think about that thing yeah always something it's like i'm gonna reciprocate i'm gonna reciprocate always to be like but i need to know more about you man because like (laughs) i didn't know like like that's awesome that you're interested in this thing but like who are you and i want to i automatically reciprocate i want to know more immediately i want to know who are you what do you do like what's going on and then like that shit has literally ended up like like Zachary uh, Tebow, who was on here earlier. I don't know if he's still on here. I ended up hiring him. He just tuned yeah. in every Thursday and watched this, and we would interact yeah. like that through this chat. Be like, hey, man, yeah. yeah, whatever. Then I hired him outside to go take band photos on the, <laughs> for me. But it's just like that stuff happens where you just like you're constantly talking with people. And, and um, I think that 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 differentiates like what it even means in your head. Because if someone spams me and I see that copy paste message, I'm like, this person doesn't care about me. So why they don't should care I care about, about this? Exactly. You took the thought right out of my head. It just screams. I don't care about you. I only care about myself. Check out my shit. It's just something that's like distasteful to it. So that even Ugh. if you like the, you might even like their stuff. You might even like, just like it. That's happened to me where I'm like, and sometimes I will go and check it out because I'm like, what kind of asshole would do this? And yeah. so like, I'll go and listen to it. And I'm like, well, so what if he's a good rapper? And he like, what? it's good. And it's then, good. But it, you know, but I can't subscribe to it because he just, his values are off. Or I've even given people feedback. So, ah, oh, man, this happened. I forget who it was. It was some, maybe like health and fitness sort of mental fitness guy, entrepreneur dude. He, I somehow got on like his subscription list, but it was like him DMing me and stuff. And I'm like, you just keep doing this copy and paste thing. Like, I don't know why you do this. That's because happening it's not to me very too. Genuine. Yep. And I said that and he was like, well, bro, it's like the, the best way to like communicate with people. And like, he, he like defended it. And I'm like, it's just so wrong. <laughs> I just told you it wasn't the best way to communicate with me. That's all I was saying. I'm giving like, you the feedback. I'm your end user and I'm telling you. So why are you telling me like I'm important here? I'm the customer. The customer's always right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the same way. I, I literally have someone. I haven't found a way to actually unsubscribe to those like Ugh. weekly DMs on Instagram, but that is happening to me right now. And I, I've never responded to one of them because I was like, I can't. Yeah. I, I had some something for like something political and I totally agreed with it. Like you're saying, sometimes you agree with it, but it was like every day I get a new message from this person, like check out how the Republicans or Democrats <laughs> or blah, 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 are doing this. And Oh, the text messages when, when you're like, yeah. when they have your cell phone, cause you're registered in some way and like they uh, have it and you're, and like, I don't think that I have ever responded back to them 
with something good because I'm so mad that they have my phone number for texting (laughs) that like, it doesn't matter what it is. I'm going to troll the shit out of them. No matter. Even if it's like the person I'm going to vote for, I'm like, I would (laughs) vote for Joe Schmo to save my life because he sucks. And and like, I just want them to get really pissed in their chair somewhere and be like, Oh God damn it. You know, it's not working. <laughs> damn it! Do a different campaign. Try signing them up for those Instagram DMs. Let's put yeah. them on that one. <laughs> yeah, the kids like that, don't they? Just whatever. <laughs> yeah, the kids of are saying I YOLO don't care about them. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's the first subject line. YOLO, dude. I probably would read that. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my god, that's so good. Oh god, man. <sighs> so, so like, what else you got going on? For me. Yeah, what what type of uh, projects you're working on, man? Well, my big thing, like uh, people who've been tuning in recently, I kind of like update people. Usually, when I we record this episode live every Thursday, right? So yeah, I'll go back in and I'll edit this, and then I do like the the intro and the outro. I usually put on as like a cap, like when yeah. I edit. Yeah, and I update people with what I'm up to. So um, sorry, people, if I'm like a broken record, but this is like my whole life right now is. <laughs> I've been freelancing out of a space in Massachusetts to do audio for since I got out of school. Awesome studio down there. They are so good to me. They've been awesome. But I am in the process right now of finding a property to actually build my own studio from the ground up and put a living quarters in that space so that that way people can come. And if they want to make a record, they live on site for a week, just like old bands used to do back in like... They go in the countryside of France, like, and they would go record a record and live there and just yes. ride on bikes in the woods and like <laughs> dick around. And then at 3 a.m., if they wanted to track, they yeah. would. And dude, yeah. I, I have done stuff like that where I've slept at a studio for three or four days. And mm-hmm. that feeling was like something that I am addicted to now. And I want to yeah. share that with other people because it's like a I, journey. Ugh. dude, I, I woke up at, at, 6 a.m. and I did like I recorded some shakers and my guitarist was sleeping. He's like, "Dude, why are you doing that?" And I like woke up and did some shakers at six. You know, I woke <laughs> up, I went to bed, and then I got back up at like two or something. I recorded like a vocal line that I couldn't do three hours yeah. earlier, but now it's like I've got it. No, I totally yeah. now I remember it. It's right here now. I know how to yeah. do it this way. And if I don't get it out right now, I either have to like try to figure out what it was or convince myself that it wasn't good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's the, it's like such a curse, but it's like, I think like when we were first talking, I was like, it's like exciting though. It's like this wild freaking roller coaster. And I love that idea of going and doing like almost like a homestay. Yeah. Oh, so I'm working that. on finding that property, man. And it is like, it is one of those things exactly we were talking about earlier where like you look back and you're like, it didn't seem ridiculous when I was in it, but like, I'm looking at it. I'm working with an acoustic architect, an acoustic builder, obviously mm-hmm. a real estate agent, a finance person. And then I'm starting to work with like, um, each town that I like look at any property and start getting serious on, I have to look at like zoning with a town and yeah. I have to do like all these crazy things. All and these like, non-exciting things to get there, right? Not at all, dude. They're f- so frustrating. All of it's like... Yep tape and and just like constant like let down like oh this is the property you know this is the one and then like it's gone for something and i i i knew that this was going to happen so i purposely kind of like vamped myself up for this to be like i cleared my cash of work i like 
purposely like backloaded it out to like yeah. give myself the space that I have like probably three or three or four artists I'm working with now, but I tried to like really space it and clear out so that that way life right now is really only about finding this place. Cause it's just like, it's been time, awesome. you know, I'm working really hard to make that happen. Yeah. And, and, and like, right nobody one. sees that nobody sees all of like the, the work side of it. And I think that you have to try as much as you can to fall in love with like all of that footwork and like the figuring it out, figuring out how to make it work. I think about like with myself, I thought having an online shop where I sold a few shirts and stickers was going to be like, whatever order comes in, you fucking send it out. Yeah. Not, not at all. Like there's so much like things you have to like learn and then like, like educate yourself on that sort of thing. So yeah, I don't know where I'm going with that, but the point is, is like, there's so much back and work and like the, um, what you put out there, what people see is like 1% of it and it's the best of it, I guess. Right. But maybe if you like, so, and I think people like to see the process too though. So I think that's why I put out a lot of things that show like kind of behind the scenes. Like my TikTok is a lot of like, like I'll do something where it's like, oh, here's a random thing in my studio and I'll like tell a quick story about it that gets a lot of play. People like to see that sort of stuff or think like my Instagram story is a lot of me like going places and being like, all right, I'm scoping out the spot for a mural. I'm thinking like, they're going to let me put it right here or blah, 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 blah. So like people like that sort of backstory and that genuine side of it, but they still don't see those like 3 a.m. nights and like freaking out because you got to go to work in three hours. But you're yeah. like, I have to do this. I can't not do this. Sometimes I will put that walk from like a car or something on instagram to just be like so i just got to blah 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 i've been in the car for x amount of hours and uh you know all i've eaten are skittles today and uh life kind of sucks and uh tomorrow i'm gonna be doing this and that should be great with uh you know the amount of alcohol i've drank you know i'm glad that i'm gonna go do professional things at this time which is like you know very important thing i need to like execute on very well and i'm not going to be able to you know you're like it's like yep. that tired talk where you're like you're just like these are all the things that have happened but i i ignored all of them while i was doing all of it but now i'm walking from my car with my keys and i like you're literally like i can't even get the key on my key ring to like unlock the door because you're like i fucking have no motor skills to even like do anything uh, and you're like i'm still go we're good it's like that meme of friggin rambo you know the rambo one where he's like Ugh, and he's all bloody yeah. it's so good it's like god doing great and you're just like yeah. totally torn up bags underneath your eyes and you've Everything's legit cool. only had skittles and beer oh my god yeah. I, di- I did a mural where they they would put me up in a hotel overnight so i it was in a restaurant and That's i was like oh my god i felt like a rock star it was great I listened to a lot of Lizzo. I had to. That's uh, also great, dude. <laughs> but it was crazy because I was just working these wild hours where I would do like a whole day of work, you know, hang out with a couple of the guys in the restaurant, crack a couple beers, get an Uber to the hotel, I'd be at the hotel just like, holy shit, this is happening. This is so cool. Oh my God. Gonna go to bed. <laughs> and you couldn't and go like, to bed? No, like I was like, so like, I can't believe how great this is going. Like, I just like, I'm doing this finally. And then like, you finally fall asleep. Then you wake up and you're like, all right, where do we go? Let's do it. Yeah. And then you get there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. It's, but those are the best moments. And I think that's like, I think that's why 
that dude was saying that Ryan writes on things. He's like, you look back on it and you laugh. Like we're laughing about this, right? So it's it makes the hardest it, it makes it it makes it memorable. It makes yeah, it something yeah. that's worth remembering because you don't really remember like you don't really remember <laughs> how hard that like sixteen hour day was just as a whole, but you remember God. like what happened in that day. Maybe like if it was like a remem- a memorable day, yeah. I guess. But yeah, yeah. I th- I think like I've I have this habit and shit, like my wife and I do have a habit of like either putting ourselves in or getting ourselves somehow into like really stressful situations. And that's tempered kind of on purpose, kind of on purpose. Right. Uh, Yeah. Right. Like when we first got married, before we got married, she had moved to South Korea to live with me. And then we left, got married here in the States and then moved to live in a tent on a farm in Hawaii. So we're newly married and we're living in like, like the, I mean, it was a big screen tent, but like, that's not normal. You're supposed to get married and then like you both have jobs and then you get a Chevy and, you know, I'll go out and golf with the guys and we'll get a Schlitz. I don't know. And like that just, we have never done that. Like we started off in like the craziest situation that should have split us up. And there's been times where we almost split up. But like, I feel like when I look back on that now in the same way that I look back on like crazy situations and opportunities that I've had, when I look back, it's like such a happy, like, like I'm, I'm like proud that I went through it, yeah. I think, you yeah. know, and I try not to have a lot of pride because I think that's ugly, but like, those are the things or the parts of me that I, I'm proud about is that I was like, we're going to go this way. It's like I said before, it's like the two paths in the woods and you're like, well, I'm going to go through the grass and said, I know there's a river. Oh, well, I want to get to the really big tree over there. It's really cool. Oh, it's not even a tree. Oh, whatever. Let's keep going. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's like the the sooner you can understand that about yourself, the better where you're like, you're like, oh, when I'm out of problems, what I do is I create more problems because I like solving problems. Like Hillary said that on her episode, I think, where she was like, I realized that like being an entrepreneur is just like the is just the only thing I'm meant to do is just to solve problems is like over and over and over the best that I possibly can. It's like the sooner that you realize that the easier it is for you to get through the bad times. Cause you're like, I created this. And then like you, yeah. you think about it, you might try to like explain it away. You're like, well, I didn't create this one. And then you like, think back. <laughs> if you think back through the time and all the little micro decisions that happen, you're like, well, <laughs> I did say to that guy that I would get this thing done by that time. Uh-huh. And I did know that I was also going to be doing this other thing moving. So like, it makes sense that if I said I'd have this done by that time and I'm a known procrastinator, <laughs> And then I'm moving by that time that ultimately I would end up moving all my boxes into that room and then setting up just my audio interface and then mixing <laughs> on a pile of boxes and then sleeping on the floor. <laughs> yes. All that's logical and would happen in that circumstance. But it's funny because at the time I just decided that that wouldn't happen. Like it's yeah. very clear yeah. what's going to happen. You're going to fucking create a problem that you're going to go face yeah. and you should enjoy that because like you literally chose to do it. And when you say that you don't, you're going to just do it again tomorrow. So it's like, yeah, I don't know, man. And artists are so good at like dealing with adversity, but creating adversity like, cyclically, forever, no, for all of time. So <laughs> funny. There's so much failing. I mean, I talk about that a lot. It's like, so we're good at dealing with adversity, kind of like you said, because we create it. Um, and I don't know why do we create adverse adversity. I think it's because 
like we have to work well under pressure. Like when there's no pressure, I don't get shit done. Same. Just, yeah. Like if I know, like, like right now I have a project that I'm doing. <laughs> it's wicked cool. I'm doing can design for a, a blanket company that's making socks. And uh, like, they just messaged me and they're like, Oh, we emailed you. And I'm like, Oh my God, you did. I, I totally forgot about it. And that's like my main focus right now. So it like shifts you into it. So I have to have like some sort of a deadline, like any of the mural work that I'm done. It's like, all right, I'm going to have it done on the 29th. And then all of a sudden it's the 20th. And you're like, I have to order paint pressure. Like, yeah. so we need that sort of like fire. And I don't know, maybe that's not everybody. I'm, just, I'm that way. It's definitely me. And I think it's always been that way for me, especially like just doing shit like last minute. Like that was my entire school career. I was also horrible at school, but (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I I don't know if that's exactly what I was going to say, but I'm sure I'll say other good things, hopefully. Well, I know like a running joke in the audio community and like, maybe that means that most of us are this way at least because everyone, every engineer that I've ever talked to, they all say that they do the same thing as like a running joke, which is like when you have that deadline set where like the album has to be loaded up to like a distributor for a certain time to make the launch. Like there's no doubt, like you have to have it done. Has to be yeah. done. firm deadline. Yeah. No, no doubt that yeah. people have already set a release date and um, you are like mastering it. And it's like the very end of the line. Like this is the thing that's going to go out to the consumer and the file names that you do for all the different masters that you do it it's like it's like master 5 master 5 dash 5 master 5 dash 5 august 13th master 5 dash 5 Arthur, for real no for <laughs> real real no like that's the one fucking pick this file 3 a.m. cut. <laughs> yep. I was just talking to this musician, Sour Boy. You should check him out on SoundCloud. Sour Boy is really great. He um he, he has a keychain that uh, it references that, but we got on that whole bit of like, and it's the same way, like, so I have a background in video. Oh, I have to go in like, f- shit, I have to go in five minutes. That's cool. That's cool. All right. Well, I have five but, questions um, that I have to ask you, though. I have five oh, questions sweet. that I have to ask you. We can do rapid, rapid fire if you want to do it. Let's do it. Let's do it now. All right, let's do it. All hey, right. What are the questions? I, I haven't heard questions on another one. Damn. Yeah, no, it's at the end. It's uh, first one is first one is what made you pursue what you do? Why is this the one thing that you have to do versus any other thing that you could wake up to do for your life? I, I think I think I think I said it before is regret. So I I can't handle knowing the fact that I could be really to the point where I can't physically do it and have regret that I'm going to die is the thing. Yep. That's like, yeah, it's like Gary Vism right there. (laughs) Dude. It's so, that's such a good part of him though. Like that's such an important lesson from him. Absolutely. Um, along the way, Say that you could take the lesson and automatically give it to someone without them having to do the thing that you did as adversity. What would you say is like the worst decision that you made along the way? Or like, you're like, hey, learn this thing from this automatically. But like this thing sucked. Like, don't do that. Yeah, I think um, for a long time, I would say that, like, I would say that you can't like define my style or anything. I kind of do a little bit of everything. And I, I just found over time people like consistency and it's more fun to have a consistent body of work. Cause like 
you watch it like evolve and it's this, still this one thing. It's like, it's like having a kid and then they grow up and you see where they're coming from versus how like adopting 35 kids, you know, each week there's a different thing. Like, so yeah, I used to be like very scattered with like the content that I would make and focus on. And I wish that I just like, didn't do that. And I could just give that to somebody like niche, like niching down. Yeah. Find your, find your thing, find, find your voice or at least move in that direction. You don't have to find it right away. Cause it's incredibly hard, but yeah. like, Really consider that. Really think about your niche. No pressure, but think about your niche. Cool. Flip side, best thing along the way. I know that sometimes they kind of overlap, but best thing along the way that like someone should start doing now that you might have said to five years ago, you. Five years ago, man. Five years ago. What was I doing? I was doing videos and stuff. What's the best thing that you've done along the way? Best decision you made? to like just put myself out there more and like i remember i used to so i way back i was kind of like a youtube star in asia um that's true i wasn't like i wasn't like uh casey neistat or anything but i had a very big following and i thought that that's what i wanted to do and then I kind of got out of doing that, like after we had kids. And then I just, I got like really camera shy and I wouldn't want to share my experiences on camera, like through Instagram stories or like posts and YouTube and all that. And then like, I slowly got into it and like, I stopped putting pressure on myself to be a certain way on camera. Like I used to, I would get like so self-conscious because I think I had changed so much from being like this, like backpacking dude in Asia to like having kids and it's like, I'm not that guy anymore, but it's like, you just got to like find who you are and just don't care about what people think. Just be you. And that could be if you're a musician or you're putting out video content, just people would way rather see you than see you trying to be somebody. Right. Because then that's the same thing as other people. Cause a lot of people are trying to do that. Yeah. It's so annoying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what is a resource that you'd recommend to the audience? Like for those of you out there, I will include a bunch of these people that Dirkish delights here listed, uh, like some of those artists and things, those will be in the show notes, waking up from work.com slash show notes, because some of those artists I'm going to go check out and I'm sure that they're awesome, but yeah. what's a resource that you would recommend to people it could be a podcast book, video, YouTube website, whatever, anything that you recommend. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. So a couple things that get me inspired, like when I need it and, you know, creative, all that stuff. Uh, so for like videos, I love the Casey Neistat video, uh, Do What You Can't. That's an amazing video that pumps me up. There's some Apple commercial where it's about coders and it shows a lot of that like back end work where all these coders are like hovering over their computers, like trying to figure it out. They got like a wife and baby and stuff like that. And the baby's crying, but they're trying to make their app to like cure cancer and whatnot. Um, so that I think it's called for the coders. Uh, and then in terms of like getting creative inspiration, maybe from like a podcast, I can give you three, three that I'm a big fan of. First one is uh, Andy J. Pizza's podcast. You've got to check out Andy J. Pizza. He is the illustrator. He's an illustrator. I've heard of it. I've heard of it. Yeah, he's from the Midwest. He's like super inspirational. It's called Creative Pep Talk. That's dope. Creative Guts. 
by um, Laura Harper Lake and Sarah Reitzman. Is Which awesome. if you haven't heard those episodes on this show, we interviewed both of those on the show and you can get to know them and then go check out their podcast because it is friggin' awesome. Not oh, so good. I love them dearly. Uh, and then the other one, there's this great podcast called Abstract Thinking. It's really great if you're an abstract artist. It's by Lise Gothier. She's one of my favorite artists right now. She's so cool. I met her a few times. I'm trying to... Um, uh, you know, work some different things out with her. I'm trying to get her into this space right now in this restaurant that I was in. And I don't know if they're opening back up. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but, no. but anyways, we met up and like had coffee. She's cool as hell. Such an amazing artist. So she has a really fun podcast where she gets into talking about like abstract art. Listen to that today, actually. Dude, mm, so fun, yeah. fun mini story. Andy J Pizza shares an office with this guy named Chris Graham who has a podcast called the six figure home studio podcast that I listened to like crazy and they did joint episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yes, of course. Yep. Yeah. I know exactly. They share, they share offices together. (laughs) It's fucking nuts, dude. Oh my God. That's great. Yeah. And then like Meg Lewis, do you know Meg Lewis? Mm -mm. Look up the artist, Meg Lewis. Uh, She's your buddy Meg on Instagram. She's so inspirational, like super fun. Gives a lot of great tips. Yeah. So, oh, and, and then Pinterest, man, I got so many color palettes and ideas from Pinterest. Oh, if you've ever heard of this website, it's Pinterest.com. No, I don't <laughs> But yeah, that's where like, I'll put that one in like, the show notes. Yeah. Yeah. But like in terms of like, just like, instead of scrolling through Facebook, I love looking on like, uh, like on Pinterest and then like going and following hashtags that align with the type of stuff you do on like Instagram. Oh, it's, that's been a game changer, man. Yeah, that's like... Because it, it feeds important. into your content. So like instead of seeing puppy photos and a picture of somebody's apple crumble, which I don't care about, you know, you're getting some <laughs> sort of inspiration. I do... Nothing against apple crumble. I don't want to be all... People be calling in like, what does he have against apple crumble? And then I'm like, an how asshole. did you like episode 71? It was great. <laughs> but like, I have always liked apple crumbles and like, <laughs> fuck Mike. Like... <laughs> He hasn't had my grandma's apple crumble. <laughs> that was, you were talking about nostalgia. That brought net back nostalgia for me when I talk about apple crumbles, but way to just shit on me. <laughs> Dude. Oh, that's good. All right. Last one is the easiest, man. Where do people keep up with you? Where do they check out Dirkish Delight and all your shit? Instagram and TikTok. At what? Dirkish Delights. How do you spell it? Day, uh, D-U-R-K-I-S-H-D to the E-L-I-G-H-T-S. Yes, that's me, Dirkish Delights. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. Just in case someone's driving and they want to pull over responsibly and type that in, then uh, yes. we've got it. So. And you can like Google me. I think I come up on like Google Business now. My website comes up, DirkishDelights.com. Yeah, that's me, boy. Nice, man. Well, dude, I know you got to get out of here, but thank you for hanging out for definitely over an hour today. Yeah, dude, really fun conversation. If you ever have a repeat guest, your boy's down. Uncle Durkey's here. All right, man, I'll be hanging out in Google Maps somewhere and you got to pick me out. Oh, snap. I'm going to be in like, I'm going to be in like Chile and I'll be like, and you're like, no way, dude. You got to give me the coordinates and I'll find it. I'll have like a Waldo hat on. You'll be like, no fucking way, dude. There he is. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. All right, man. Well, thanks so much for having me. It's been amazing. Hell yeah, man. Let's let's talk and um, like grab a coffee or beer sometime in real life. I love it.
All right, guys, that's going to do it for episode 71 of the Waking Up From Work podcast. Really hope you enjoyed the episode here with Mike of Dirkish Delights. If you want to check out what he does, head on over to wakingupfromwork.com slash show notes, and I have everything that he mentioned there. I have his website, his tags, and things that you can find him on social, and of course, the artists that he mentioned and resources that he mentioned, so that, that way you don't have to jot any of that down. Wakingupfromwork.com slash show notes. Check out episode 71. You can see all those show notes, or obviously you can you know check them out at the podcasting app. Most likely has them down below as well. If you want to hang out with us live at Dave Wake Up every Thursday night, 7.30 p.m. Eastern, we are shooting these live. So you can chat with us while we go, and I usually answer along the way. Or you can hit us up with questions beforehand or afterward at Dave Wake Up. Just DM me, and I chat with people all day on there, and it's a lot of fun. So thank you guys if you've been hanging out there. I won't cover all the the stuff because I really talked about a lot in the beginning of the episode, but there's a bunch of different ways that you can support us if you want to on the website. And we're really appreciative of having you there. I cannot wait to get into this space that I'm working on so that that way a lot of you can come work with me, come collaborate with me, come hang with me in a central space that this podcast can operate out of. And we can record and work on audio for people and podcasts and all sorts of cool shit. That is coming. I just need to go through a lot of hell to make that happen, but it's happening right now, people. So I can't wait to have that. Next week, we are going to, and when I say next week, I mean Thursday, which is like two days from when this launches. So this week, we're going to be hanging out with Kevin Bilagia. I can't even say it. He's a producer from the Halo Studio out of Portland, Maine. He just worked on the last Lamb of God record which is insane. So Kevin, I've been following his stuff for quite some time. Coming from the metal and hardcore scene, he is one of the guitarists for Too Late the Hero, uh, which is a great band. Go check them out. But I've been following his stuff for a long time just as a producer nerd. And seeing this recent accomplishment for him really made me just want to get him on the show so I could pick his brain backwards and just on his modern high that he's he's got to be feeling from working on a record like that so really excited to talk with him i promise i won't make it too audio nerdy but some of that is gonna be in there and sorry ahead of time but i promise we'll have good content for everyone that's a creative here and i won't go too far in the weeds on the audio but just a little bit so can't wait to hang out with you guys this week thank you for listening and uh keep creating keep doing what you want to do and keep moving forward Thank you guys. Peace.